All right, Rabbi Osai, good morning, good morning. Let us begin, Baruch Hashem, a guten chodesh, an incredible, incredible daf ahead of us today. So we begin by thanking all of our sponsors. So thank our Tamatora sponsors. Still for the month of Shvat, today is the last day of Shvat. So thank you, Mrs. Brachas Schumer, for dedicating all the Schumer drushos this month in memory of her husband, Avram Ben Kalman Ali Ezra Halibi, Zichron Lebracha. To thank Ayala and Sarah Steinberg for dedicating all the Schumer drushos this month in the Schutz of Rafushlema for Shulamis Bas Susha. To thank our week of learning sponsors, Yehuda and Bracha Buchwalter, for dedicating the learning this week in commemoration of the Shloshim of Rabbi Yehuda's father, Rabbi Usher Buchwalter, Usher Zelig Ben Yaakov Yehuda Halevi. To thank our Dafyomi sponsors for today, Gabi and Shana Kohn, for dedicating the Shear today in creation of the yard site of Shana's father, Mr. Avi Strimber, Avram Ben Kalman Eliezer Halevi, Zichron Lebracha. To thank our Dafyomi sponsors today, Alan and Sumarowitz. I don't know, uh, Alan, what is it, what is it for? Just dedicating. Beautiful. Okay, just because, for dedicating today's daf, just because they can. Just because they can. Yeah, just because they can. That's it. You know, sometimes you just do things because you can. It doesn't have to be a reason. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll say with that, let us begin. We thank all of our sponsors, all the Neshama, Shav, and Aliyah, the families in Necham, and all those who require a refuah should have one together with Kol Chol Yisrael. So we'll say today's daf is Chavtes, 29. We are picking up in Eretz Hashem on Chav Chesim Adai's last three lines of the Gemara. So if you remember again, the Mishnah introduced us to a dramatically new idea, which is that a father has the ability to go ahead and make his son into a Nazir. Now, the Mishnah was quite explicit in telling us that this is a right the father has, but not a right the mother has. To which the Gemara says, Ish in, aval ishalo. So right, a father has this ability, but a mother doesn't have this ability. My time up. So I understand, if a father can make his son into a Nazir, why can't a mother make her son into a Nazir? So here's an interesting machbuk. Rabbi Yochanan, Amr Halachi ibn Nazir. So Rabbi Yochanan gives a very interesting answer. Rabbi Yochanan says, the ability for a father to make his son into a Nazir is a halacha l'moshe misinai. There was a particular look at the last rush on the page, the rush in the right-hand column, last line, halacha ibn Nazir, kach ne'emar halacha l'moshe misinai. So we'll say halacha Moshe Misinai. Now, what's the beauty of giving an answer of halacha Moshe Misinai? What's the beauty of that? It is what it is. Like, like that's it. That's it. There, there's, there's, there's no svara. There's no logic. I mean, there, of course, there's always a logic to everything. But the idea is, that's it. That, that's just the way the halacha is framed. It is a Sanaitic law. This is how it was given for Akash Baruch to Moshe Rabbeinu. A father has this right. A mother does not. That's Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Hanina, Amr Yishlakish, Tap of Chavtes, so we'll say first line 29a. So Yishlakish says, K'dei l'chancha b'mitzvos. Very interesting. Why does a father have the ability to go out and make his son into a, a Nazir? So we'll say again, if you think about it logically, this is not how the Torah frames Nazirus, right? How does the Torah frame Nazirus? This is a process that a person undertakes of their own volition. Right? You make a decision to become a Nazir. So what is this idea ultimately, again, that a father has the ability to make his son into a Nazir? It's Chinuch. It's Chinuch. Now, I will say, this is very interesting. What kind of Chinuch is it to make your kid into a Nazir? So let me show you something absolutely amazing. Take a look at the rush. The rush is our best friend. I feel like if anyone is ever undertaking a project to reprint Shas, 
just one little suggestion I have is the rush should be a little bit bigger. A little bit bigger, right? A little bit more of a product because he's such an indispensable partner in, in the learning of Nidar and Naziros and Nazir, sorry. So I'll say, take a look. Left hand column, left hand margin. Listen to this. Naziros Siag Leprishos. So I'll say, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what does Naziros teach us? Naziros teaches us the concept of Prishos. Precious means the ability to separate oneself from certain pleasures. I will say, at the end of the day, what's one of the most important pieces of chinuch that we convey to our children? Precious. I will say, we don't give our kids every single thing that they want. Right? We don't cave to every single demand, to every single want, to every single need. Part of what chinuch is is a teaching of our children that they can separate themselves from certain They don't have to indulge every single want. They don't have to indulge every single pleasure. So I will say, so look what's happening over here. So now we have a fundamental focus. Everyone agreeing, again, remember, I want to point out, the Mishnah, the Mishnah itself, is not subject to Machlokas, right? Everyone is agreeing. Father has the ability to make his son a Nazir. Mother does not, okay? Why does a father have the ability to make his son a Nazir? So what the Gemara is asking over here is, why a father, not a mother? Rabbi Yochanan, it's a din in Chinuch. It's a din in Chinuch. To which the Gemara says, I don't understand. I don't understand. A mother also has an obligation in Chinuch. So I don't understand if it's, in other words, according to Rabbi Yochanan, that it's halacha l'mosh misinai, okay, that's it. Halacha l'mosh misinai says a father can do it, a mother can't do it. Fine, that's it, the discussion's over. But if it's a din in chinuch, I don't understand, the mother has, a mother has, a mother has an obligation in chinuch as well, so why can't she be mechanei chachal or preacher? So I'll say, I just, I just want to point out, it's, according to Yishlakish, it's such an incredible yisod, that he, just understand what's happening over here. Remember, we've already seen that Kind of like the jury's out on the correctness of Nazirus, right? In other words, we have, a, we, have a, we have a spectrum of opinions ranging from Nazir is okay to Nazir is sinful, to Nazir is sinful. Yet you see, according to Reish Lakish, how important it is for a parent to teach their child about precious. That it's so important for a parent to teach a child, you don't, you know, you, you don't indulge in every single thing. You don't. There are certain, I, I remember, so I remember that, um, I think that like, the new age, the new age conversation about this is, is with like children and cell phones. Children and cell phones. And I remember again, okay, so my kids are already a little bit older, but so, so by them already it was older, like, you know, where their friends were getting cell phones. And this is always the conversation. Well, well, you know, Chaim has a cell phone, and Shira has a cell phone, and this one has a cell phone. And I always say, it's such an important and pivotal parenting moment. So what? So what? So what that everyone else has a cell phone? What are you like? A, you're like a, you're like a prodigy. You're like a CEO of a Fortune 500 company that you need a smartphone at the age of nine. Like, like, what what are you doing exactly in your life? That, that you need that. And let's say sometimes there's such parental pressure to cave, to give in to these things, which are just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And by the way, this is true even if it's filtered. Where's Naftali Langer? Yeah. Right? Even if it's filtered. Right? That even if it had, which of course goes without saying you can't give your child an unfiltered device. That's like literally giving them fire into their hands. Even if it's filtered and has everything, Why? Why? And what kind of messaging does that give to a child? 
if you give them what they want because they say they want it, even though you as the adult know, it makes absolutely no sense. It makes no sense. It, make, it, it makes no sense. So I'll say, so again, I'll tell you my own personal opinions on this a different time. Anyway, <laughs> they'll say, so, no, because it really is. It, it is, it is, it is such an abdication of parental responsibility when parents give their children these devices and they're young and they don't need it and they need it. And the only reason they're doing it is because parents don't have the backbone to parent and they don't have the backbone to say no, to say no, no, this is totally unnecessary. And so they just give in. And besides the fact that it's just a bad idea, what's the message? What's right? What's the message that's being conveyed? So ultimately, again, so we'll say, here's the problem. According to Eish Lakish, a mother is obligated in Chinuch also. Bishlam Rabbi Yochanan Damra Halachi Benazir Amat Lahachi Beno in Bito. So I'm sorry. Sidney Mara says, skip the line. Kasavir Ishchai Bechanich Beno Bemitzus Veina Isha Chayeves Lechanich Es Bino. So I will say, this is actually quite fascinating. Rabbi Shlakish will say, no, the mitzvah of Chinuch is Dafka on a father and not on a mother. Fascinating. The mitzvah of Chinuch has formulated is dafka on the father and not on the mother. And therefore, again, according to the Mishnah, a mother doesn't have the ability to make her child into a Nazir. Incredible. Let's go back to So Bishlam, I will say, that, that topic also requires a lot more discussion. What, is, what does that mean? That a mother doesn't have an obligation of Chinuch? I will say, one can make the argument that in fact it is the mother who is usually the primary source of Chinuch in a child's life. What it's talking about over here is when we say that a father has a din of chinuch according to Eishlakish is the father has the obligation, the actual rabbinic obligation, to train the child in the mechanistic details of Yiddishkeit. That's the obligation which devolves upon the child. That technical obligation does not devolve upon the mother. But more about, more about that at a different time. So Bishlam Rabbi Yochanan, Halochi Benazir. So also let's go back. Current Rabbi Yochanan holds that halacha l'moshim Sinai. So therefore, amatu lahachi in. Bitolo. So we'll say now the Gemara moves on to a second question. So now, first question asked and answered. Right? First question, why, why father, not mother? Asked, answered. Question number two. Why is this a din that only applies to a son and doesn't apply to a daughter? Right? The Mishnah indicates that a father can make his son a Nazir, but yet, again, it seems to indicate that a father doesn't have the ability to make his daughter into a Nazir. So why not? To which the Gemara says, okay. So the Gemara says, Kuntra Yochanan, no problem. Mishnah Yochanan, What's Rabbi Yochanan always has the best out, right? What's Rabbi Yochanan, not out. What's his best answer? What's his answer? That's it. Fine. So it's only son, not daughter. But according to Reish Lakish, who holds that the ability of a father to make his son a Nazir is a din in Chinuch. So why wouldn't the din of Chinuch apply to a daughter as well? It could be that according to Reish Lakish, Reish Lakish holds that the din, the din ultimately again, of chinuch, the formal rabbinic din of chinuch, applies to sons, doesn't apply to daughters. Doesn't apply to daughters. Okay? So, Bishlam Rabbi Yochanan, again, I will say, each of, it's fascinating, because remember, the whole chap of chinuch is the ability to train a child when they're young, even before they're obligated, so that once they become obligated in mitzvahs, ultimately they're able to perform. It could very well be that in this particular idea, where the, the mitzvah of chinuch is in precious, is in precious. So maybe for some reason, Rish Lakish holds that a daughter does not require chinuch in precious because perhaps for a daughter, that concept is a bit more innate as opposed to for the son, where it has to be a concept that is a bit more taught and actually modeled for him. Okay, 
It's fine. We, where are we? We're going to pass in that there's a mitzvah of chinuch for daughters as well. Again, in terms of whether or not the mothers are obligated in the formal mitzvah of chinuch, that's going to be an interesting discussion which we will come back to if Merit Hashem hopefully will have time. So, Bishlam Rabbi Yochan, so I'll say, let's go back. So, that, right? so, first question, why father, not mother? Done. Second question, why sons, not daughters? Done. Third question. Bishlam Rabbi Yochanan da'amar halachi hi bin Nazir ahachi bin Aziros in bin Nadarim lo. So we'll say third question. Third question. Why is it, why is it that this is dafka a din in Naziros and not a din by regular Nadarim? Let's we'll say. So for example, nowhere else do we find that a father has the ability to make a nether on behalf of his son. See, so say this is actually pretty dramatic. A father is making his son a Nazir. It's pretty big. So why is this din of a father's ability to affect some type of new status for his son limited to Naziros? Nazir, Naziros, is a nedar. So why don't we say that a father can make other forms of nedarim in order to go ahead and obligate his son in something? So according to Rabbi Yochanan, this makes sense. Why? Why? Because halacha l'maysa, again, dhamar halacha he. Always has a simple answer to these questions. That's it. It's a din in the zeros, not a din in anything else. But according to Lakish, a father should be able to do this ultimately again for other nidarim as well. In other words, if it's a din in chinuch, if it's a din in chinuch, so let's say a father feels that he needs to make another neder on behalf of his son. For some chinuch objective, fathers should be able to do so. To which the Gemara said, Lomi bai kamar. So I will say, According to Reish Lakish, that is indeed the case. That for chinuch purposes, <coughs> for chinuch purposes, a father may in fact be able to make other nedarim on behalf of his son. Listen to this. Lomi bai kamar. So Lomi bai bin nedarim, the less le nivel, ala afilu bin eziros te isle nivel, will say, you're right, you're right. Certainly, will say, what's the Chiddush? The Chiddush over here is not, is Naziros. will say, why is Naziros the Chiddush? Because when a father is madir his son, what does that create? will say, once again, we keep seeing this word nivel. As I pointed out in yesterday's daf, will say, here the Gemara uses the word nivel in a totally different way. Normally, nivel means almost like a sense of... Um, um, what's the right word I'm looking for? Like, um, where a person makes himself, it's not the right word, but a person makes himself disgusting, like manuvelas. Here, in this context, it means depriving oneself of something. So I will say, so interesting enough, the Gemara says over here, the Chiddush is by Naziros, that a father could make a nether for his son, which ultimately will cause the son to be deprived of something. In this case, what is he deprived of? Wine, grapes, right? That's the Chiddush. But of course, for Chinuch purposes, he can make other nidarim for his sons that are not deprivatory in nature, or deprivational, deprivational in nature. Right? So we'll say, so that's the Chiddush. That's the Chiddush. According to Rishlakish, we're only illustrating this law when it comes to Naziros, because that's the greater Chiddush. But of course, for Chinuch purposes, according to Rishlakish, a father would be able to be madir his son, to subject his son to other nidarim as well. Incredible. So, let's go back to her. So, we'll say, 
So we'll say, let's go right there. So now, so, right, so we're, we're going through the list of questions in this area. Next. Now we'll say, the Mishnah introduced this idea that a father could be making his son into a Nazir. How does the son get out of the Ned in Right? So remember again, how does the son get out of his Ned in So the Mishnah illustrated two ways. Number one, number one, the son himself objects or cuts his hair. Possibility number two is the relatives object or cut the kid's hair. So I will say, it's very strange. Because generally I will say, how do you get out of, how do you get out of a Nedrin Azirus? How do you get out of a Nedrin Again, if you're a woman and you're married, hafara. If you're a man and not married, right? Or a man and married, doesn't really matter if you're married or not. Right? Hatara. So yet here, here the entire neder ultimately is dissolved. Simply through an objection. So what's the pshat? So Bishlon Rabbi Yochanan, Damar Halachi Ibn Azir, Hainu Diktani Micha Oshemichu Krovav. So we'll say, according to Rabbi Yochanan, okay, it's fine. Why is it fine? Why is it fine? We'll say those magic words, Halacha Lemoshe Misinai. Right? That's it. The Halacha Lemoshe Misinai says that the way to go ahead and, the way to go ahead and dissolve this neder is through simple objection. So who holds that this is a din in Chinuch. So I don't understand. Just because the relatives object, just because relatives object, then therefore again, somehow the nether is dissolved. Does that, does that make any sense? Are the Krovim believed that Amina Lelo Sigmar Mitzus? That we should say because they object that we shouldn't teach the kid mitzvahs. So remember again, according to Reish Lakish, the father's ability to make his son a nazir is a din in chinuch. Specifically, which chinuch? Prishos. Prishos. So I don't understand. Because the father objects, I'm sorry, because the relatives object, suddenly again, they, we don't have to, right, there, there's no din of chinuch anymore for the kid. And we'll say, the Gemara gives you an incredible answer over here. Kasavar, kal chinuch do Lo nechale. The Bible says this is actually a profound, profound answer. The Gemara answers any chinuch which is not going to find favor in the eyes of the family is not a good chinuch. Now I'll say now. Now one has to be very careful with this particular answer, right? So take a look. Take a quick look at the rush for just a moment. It's really quite interesting. The rush says kasavar kol chinuch to be. Any chinuch, any chinuch, which the general family feels is a bizayon, is, deg- is degrading, is not, is not in the best interest of the child. Now, what the Gemara is saying is like this. Now, this is presupposing that one has a family that is steeped in Torah values, right? That one has a family that has the correct tashkafas. Otherwise, one could get themselves in a lot of trouble with this, right? My family is not accepting of my lifestyle, so certainly it's not a good chinuch. Again, many people run into that situation, but, but, but that doesn't mean that they're wrong. That doesn't mean that they're wrong in their approach to life. What it's saying over here is as follows. We'll say this is obviously an extreme example. So what's happening over here is, what's happening over here is, the father is making his son a Nazir, which at the end of the day, even if he says for Chinuch, they both say, what is it? What is it? One word. It's extreme. It's extreme. So I will say, it's not good within a family, assuming that, again, it's a Torah Dika family, and everyone is living the right kind of life and observing the right type of Torah values. It's not good in a family to have extremism. 
It's not good to have extremism. And therefore, again, if this neder is going to put this boy on the outs with the family, that's not the right kind of chiluch. Rabbi will say, it's a little bit different. You know what the Gemara is saying over here? You know what Yishlaki is saying? Rabbi will say, do you know what the most important form of chiluch is? What's the form of chiluch? Is the ability to interact and get along with all kinds of Jews. Right? That's the most important kind of chinuch. To teach one's child to be mo'urav im habrios. To teach one's child how to interact. To teach one's child how to be loving, how to be accepting. So if I'm going to give my kid a type of chinuch that separates my child from the rest of the family, that again, that makes my child the pariah, the extremist, within the family. Again, I both say, we're assuming now the entire family is a proper Jewish family. We're not talking about, we'll see, you can have a situation where let's say a person has an extended family that doesn't necessarily know or appreciate Judaism. So sometimes, in a situation like that, you can have relatives who are hostile to the firm relative. That doesn't mean the firm relative is doing anything wrong, just to be clear. Let's say we're, talking, we're talking about again, halacha is halacha, derech Hashem is derech Hashem, that there's no bending, there's no yielding. He's talking about over here where the father is doing something extreme to the kid. And what's going to end up happening is in a regular the Torah Dika family, this is going to put the kid on the outs. That's not the right kind of chinuch. That's not the right kind of chinuch. A chinuch that puts you at odds with other Jews. A chinuch that puts you on the outs with your mishpacha. A chinuch that represents a bit more, makes you a pariah or a bit more extreme. That's not the right kind of chinuch. And therefore, again, father had a nice idea. He wants to be his kid in Prishos. But Lamaisa, if it puts the kid on the outs with the family, even Rish Lakish would agree, not the right kind of chinuch. So profound. So Bishlon, Rabbi Yochanan, Dhamra Halachi, Ben Nazir, Bishom Haki, Migalech, Vavid Akafa. Oh, watch this, say. See, we haven't discussed this. But remember, we've spoken about the idea, we've touched on it. That part of the concluding rites of the, of the Nazir, what? Cutting your hair. Now, we'll say, it's not just cutting your hair. What is it? It's totally shaving your head, which I will say comes with a problem of payas. Payas. Totally shaving your head, right? I will say represents a problem with payas. So, one second. So, according to Rabbi Yochanan, who says that this is a halachala moshe misinai, so then, okay, that's why the father is able to shave his son's head, even though, again, by doing so, he's removing the payas. El Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Chanina, Amrei Shlakish, Kedil Lechanicha Bemitzvahs. Watch this. According to Reish Lakish, who says that what? That a father is allowed to do this. Al tzchinuch. What kind of chinuch is that? Right? So he's being mechanich, he's on the realm of prishos. In the process of this chinuch, what is he doing? What is he doing? He's cutting his kids' payas. So what's going on over here? To which the Gemara says, Ella, I'm sorry. This is very interesting. This is absolutely fascinating. Rish Lakish holds like this. So we'll say, Rish Lakish holds the, the Isser of removing payas, or we'll say, is when a person has hair, person has hair, and what does he do? He evens out, he cuts off the payas, right? He evens out the sideburns, right? With the, or he cuts off the, the payas with the back of his head, right? So that's what he does. He kind of like does a straight cut across. The isidoraisa of removing your payas is only when you're removing a head of hair. If you shave your whole head, shave your whole head, Reish holds, that is only an isidorabonon. Still sir, but only an isidorabonon. Oh, so now according to Reish you have two drabonons. You have the isidorabonon of removing, of shaving your whole head. 
and the and the chi of drabanon of chinuch, of chinuch. Reish Lakish will therefore hold that what? Reish Lakish will hold that ultimately the din drabanon of chinuch will set aside the iser drabanon of removing payas. Fascinating cheshbon. Fascinating cheshbon. So we'll say now. I'll just point out by the way, it is interesting that Reish Lakish is saying that chinuch is drabanon. Which is very strange because we always thought Chinuch was Daraisa. We say it every single day in Kriyashma, Vishinamtom Levanecha, Vidibarta Bam. So, what Rish Lakish does with that, we'll, we'll have to see in Mirat Hashem. So, let's go later. So, both, really, really great. Pishlam, Rabbi Yochanan, Dhamr Halachi, Ibn Azir, Ahachim, Migalech, Naisi Karban. So, we'll say same thing. Remember, when the kid is finished with his Nadin and Zero, so what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Father is going to bring Karbanos on his behalf. So according to Rabbi Yochanan, this makes perfect sense. Why could the father bring Karbanos? Why? But one second. I will say, according to Rish Lakish, that this is a dindra banan of chinuch, dindra banan of chinuch, how can you bring Karbanos if this is a dindra banan of chinuch? I will say, again, Bringing unwarranted karbanos to the base hamikdash is chulin la'azara. Is bringing unconsecrated animals to the base hamikdash. That's a very severe transgression. So what's going on over here? I'm Reish Lakish. I'm sorry, Kasavar chulin ba'azara lav da'oraisa. Wow. Okay, we'll say a lot of chidushim from Reish Lakish today. Right. So first of all, we just found out before that according to Reish Lakish. The only time that you're in violation of removing your payas is if you leave the back of your hair. You're only removing the cyber and leaving the rest. Right? Cutting off the shaving your entire head is only an Isidra Banan. Now we're going to Lakish that Chulun Azara is not a Daraisa. Right? My whole life, my whole life, I've been operating with the assumption that Chulun Azara is a major Isidra Isa. Rich Lakish says, no, it's an Isidra Banan. Isidra Banan. And then for both the logic is the same as before. So you have a conflict now between the Drabanan of Chulun Azara and the Drabanan of Chinuch. And therefore, the positive drabanon of Chinuch will set aside the Isid drabanon of Chulun Azara. Incredible. So, Bishlon Rabbi Yochanan, the Malach Ibn Azir, according to Rabbi Yochanan, who says, according to Rabbi Yochanan, who says, that it is a halach al-Moshim Sinai, that a father can make his son an Azir. Ahachi kimitami maisi carbon siporin, va achil koin malika. So, Bishlon, I watch this. Father makes his son an Azir, and then what happens? Son becomes Tame. Rabbi Yochanan what happens when you become Tameh? You bring Karbanos, you bring a pair of birds. What happens? The Quran offers it up, he does Malika, and he eats the bird. He eats the bird. Shabbos says, so according to, according to, according to Rabbi Yochanan, okay, it's Allah Moshe Misinai, and therefore Kohen has the ability to offer up the birds and eat the birds, or eat the bird. El Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Chanino, Amri Shlakish, Haka Achal Nevela. I will say, one second, we're going to eat a coin. We're going to let a coin. We're not going to eat a coin. We're going to let a coin, right? Unless he's very tasty, right? And we're, going to, we're going to let a coin. We're going to let a coin do malika on a bird and let him eat the bird. That's an avela. I will say, that's, that's us, sir. That's us, sir. How, how are you doing this in the name of Chinuch? I say, it was wild. Kasar v'yosir v'yehuda, de'ein shechita la'ov. So sorry. V'chulun ba'azar la'av daraisa. So we'll say, now we combine these two opinions. So it must be that what? In Mas Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda will say, holds. Number one, Mida Oraisa, there's no need for Shechita for an oaf. Right? Mida Oraisa, you do not need regular Shechita for a bird. You just need to kill it before you eat it. Therefore, again, Rabbi say, killing a bird with Malika, even just Stam, Stam, for your own consumption, is not an Isidar Oraisa. Plus, Chulun La'azara, or Chulun Ba'azara, 
ultimately, again, is also not an Isidorais, it's only Durabanan. So therefore, I will say, essentially, watch what's happening over here. When you put these things together, when you put these things together, according to Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, in the name of Reish Lakish, so now, a father can make his son a Nazir. Why is he doing this? Chinuch. Chinuch for what? I, if the son becomes Tameh, he's going to have to bring a carbon, and the coin's going to do Malika and eat that bird. No problem. Why? Because you're only dealing with Rabbanos. Only dealing with Rabbanos. Because Midar Aisa, according to Rabbi Sir Yehuda, a bird doesn't eat Shechita. Malika is fine for just stomach. You want to eat a bird? Just do Malika on it. Not a problem. Right? Rabbanos have to do Shechita, but at least Midar Aisa just do Malika. And number two, Bringing carb- unnecessary carbonos to the base of is also only a drabanon. So essentially, you have two drabanons, right? Two drabanons, Malika and Chun Lazara, and a major drabanon of Chinuch. Rabbi Yosef Yehuda Rishlakish hold that the drabanon of Chinuch trumps everything else. Wild. So we'll say, does Rabbi Yosef Yehuda really hold this way? So we'll say, Rabbi Yosef Yehuda holds that number one, Chun Lazara is, is. Only Durabanan, and he also holds that an oath doesn't require Shrita Medaraisa. Does he really hold that? To which the Gemara says, now watch this, to which the Gemara says, Vatanya, Rabbi Yosef Yehud Omer, Minagin Lechatas Ha'ov, she ba'a Safek. How do you know that she could bring a Chatas Ha'ov even on Safek? Even on Safek. So I will say, so Rashi points out over here, the case of Safek could be ultimately, again, a situation of a woman who's not sure if she birthed something, or if it was zivos, right, she would go ahead and bring a chatas ha'of al-safek, but if you bring a chatas ha'of al-safek, she'ina ne'echeles, that it's not consumed. So you could bring a chatas ha'of on a case of a safek, but it would not be consumed. I will say, take a quick look at the rush for just a moment. The rush is two, four, five lines up from the bottom of the rush, left-hand margin. So, here's the case. So, this is a case of a woman who expelled something from her body, but she's not sure, was it a miscarriage? Right? Or ultimately, again, some form of zivos. So I'll say, so watch this. So how do you know that a woman has the ability to bring a chatos ha'of ala safek, but it's not consumed? Tamud lomar, v'azov es zovo, v'zachar u'lenekeva. So I'll say, the Pasuk says, v'azav es zovo, talking about a zov, for a man or for a woman. Makish nekeva l'zachar. Compares a woman to a man. How so? Ma'zachar, maybe carbon ala vadai, just like a man only brings a carbon zivos if he's absolutely sure that it's zivos af the keva mevia carbon ala vadai. So to a woman also brings a carbon in a vadai case. Uma zachar mevi ala safek. And just like a man could ultimately bring a carbon on a safek case as well. On a safek case as well. Now both sides. The case of Safek is a concept of Asham Talui. We have this concept, right, for an Asham Talui, where a person ate a piece of meat, the natural, was it Chilev, was it, was it, uh, was it Basar, they bring in Asham Talui. So a Zohar could bring, ultimately again, a carbon on a Safek. So, I'm sorry, Mazachar, um, Umazachar, maybe Ala Safek, Afnekeva, maybe Ala Safek. So the woman could also bring a carbon on a potential transgression. Umazachar. And just like when a man brings a carbon for a safek, he brings the same type of carbon that he would have brought for a vadai. So to a woman, again, when she brings a carbon for a safek, she brings the same type of carbon that she would have brought worth a vadai. Fine. 
maybe carbon v'neachal, that I will say, for example, when a man brings a carbon ala safek, what's the paradigmatic example of a carbon ala safek? Asham taloi. Asham taloi. So I will say, so again, right, a man eats a piece of meat. He doesn't know. Someone tells him, by the way, it might have been chalif. He doesn't know. Did I eat chalif or did I eat buzzer? He brings an asham taloi. And that carbon is consumed. So I might have thought, after the keva, mevia carbon v'neachal. So to a woman, if she brings a chatas ha'of. Now, when would a woman bring a chatas ha'of? In a case where she's a suffolk, suffolk, zava, suffolk yoledes. I might have thought that that is consumed as well. So, after the keva, mevia carbon v'neachal. Amrit, amadeh, so we'll say, amrit, low. Now, we'll say, here's, here's where the comparison ends. Im amrit b'zachar shekin isr echad, tamar b'nekeva sheshnei yisurin. Now we'll say, here's the difference. Here's the difference. When a man brings a carbon for a suffolk avera, at most, at mo- the reason why that carbon is consumed is because there's only one potential isr involved. For a woman, when she brings, listen to this, for a woman, when she brings a carbon ala suffolk, there's two potential isurim involved. And I will say, what does this mean? So what, what are the isurim over here? So I will say, so for the zakhar, for the zakhar, I understand. I will say, when a person brings an ashtan taloi, what's the one, what's the one potential isur that's involved? The one potential isur? Chulun la'azara. Chulun la'azara. Why? Because maybe the piece of meat you ate was what? Was what? Meat. Right? Shuman. It wasn't, it wasn't chilev. And therefore, I'm really not chayv a carbon. And it turns out that the carbon that I'm bringing to the Beis HaMikdash is not really a warranted carbon. So every Asham Talui carries with it one potential Isser. But because, quote-unquote, it's only one, therefore, again, the carbon could be consumed by the Kohanim. When a woman brings a Safek Chatas Ha'of, right? So remember, again, she admitted something. She's not sure. She's not sure. Is it Leida? Is it Zibos? So she goes in and bring this Chatas Ha'of. Sigmar says, that can't be consumed. Why not? Maybe because that carbon brings with it the possibility of two Yisurim. Now says the Gemara, we'll say, second line from the top, Chav Tesselet 29b, Maishne Yisurim. We'll say, what are the two Yisurim? Watch this. Lav, Yisur Nevelo, V'chudon La'azara. So we'll say, what are the two Yisurim? The two Yisurim, number one is, again, let's work backwards. Chudon La'azara. Why is it Chudon La'azara? Or why potential Chudon La'azara? Maybe she's not Chayavis. Maybe she's not Chayavis. And number two, Nevelo. We'll say, why Nevelo? Because how, how do you go ahead and slaughter Chata Sa'of? Malika. So Rabbi say, what do you see from here? What do you see from here? We were just saying for the Rabbi Yosef, uh, Rabbi Yosef Yehuda holds that an oath does not require Shrit and Midaraisa. And therefore, Malika is always fine. And Malika is always fine. It's only an Issa Dirabanan. Furthermore, Rabbi Yosef Yehuda held that that Chudun La'azara is only an Issa Dirabanan, not an Issa Daraisa. Yet Rabbi say, here, it sounds like both of these things are major issues, which is why, I will say, just to share this comes together, we're saying now the distinction, a man, if he brings an Asham Talui, that carbon can be consumed. Why? Because at most, quote unquote, we're only dealing with one Isser. When a woman brings a Chatos Ha'ov Al-Safek, that carbon cannot be consumed. Why? Because you're dealing with potentially two Isurim. Number one, Nevela. Because if it's not a carbon, it was not shechted in the right way, it was shechted with Malika. And number two, chulun azara. So you see that these are issues that cannot just be dismissed as derabanans. So I'll say, so we have a problem. So maskif la rav achabrei rav ika, v'dilma mechayiv alei, mishum demechsi kitrein isrim derabanan. So I'll say, this interesting. Halakha, so I'll say, so comes along rav achabrei abba, 
And Ravakar Abba wants to say as follows, maybe, maybe the issue over here, I will say, maybe the issue over here is that ultimately, again, it has the appearance of transgressing two Isurim Midravan. In other words, maybe the reason why she can't eat it, I will say, is, okay, we're all on the same page. In other words, Rabbi Yudu is correct. Chulun La'azara is an Isur Dirabanan. And Malika is also an Isur Dirabanan. But still, you have two Isurim Dirabanan over here. So I'll say, in general, we know, by the way, by Karbanos, remember, by Karbanos, consumption is never Ma'akev. Right, you will say, from a, from a Karbanic perspective, what's the part of the carbon that is Ma'akev? Zrika. Right, Zrika. Achila is never Ma'akev. So therefore, Allah, honestly, we are suggesting over here is that maybe, maybe what's going on over here is, look, it's Isrim Drabanon, but it's two Isrei Drabanon. And maybe the fact that it's two Isrei Drabanon is enough to say this carbon should not be consumed. Okay, fascinating. So, Lema Ketanai. So, I'll say maybe this whole thing is a Machlokis Tanon. Right, now, I'll say, so fine. So, I'll say, so, so here, here's where we're at. Let's pause here for just a moment. We went a little bit on a detour. Here's, here's where we are left. We are left with a fundamental Machlokis between Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish. Right? Again, father has the, Mishnah tells father has the ability to be mad your son, to make his son into a Nazir. Where does this power come from? Rabbi Yochanan, Halach Lamoshim Sinai, Reish Lakish, it's a din in Chinuch. We then spent in the entirety of Ahmed Aleph going through all of the various cases and trying to see how it makes its part to each of these opinions. The Gemara is now suggesting maybe the Machlokes Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish is in fact a Machlokes Tanoim. Here we go. Al Masay Madiras bin Oben Nazir, until what point in time does the father have the ability to make his son into a Nazir? Rabbi says, up until the son becomes an adult, until the point of maturation, physical maturation, until he brings two heirs, up until that point in time, a father has the ability to make his son into a Nazir. Okay? The Gemara says, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi, Omer, says, until the son reaches the age of what we'll call neder maturity. Neder maturity, they will say, when does a boy go ahead and, and, and reach neder maturity? Sometime after his 12th birthday. We assume once a child enters into his 13th year, right, ultimately, again, that's when he's, the, 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 the rush calls it, mufla samochleish. So he's still a child, still a minor, still a minor, but lamaisa, but lamaisa, we assume that he has enough cognitive or mental maturity to be able to know what nidarim are. So both say, so therefore, operating with this idea that a father can make his son into a nazir, until what point in time is, does this parental, does this paternal right exist? So again, Rebbe, until the son reaches a level of physical maturity. Rabbi Yossi, until the son reaches level of neder maturity. So my love, Tanahi, so we'll say, maybe it's my the Rebbe Savar Halachi Benazir. Maybe Rebbe holds, like Rabbi Yochanan, namely, that a father's ability to go ahead and make his son into a Nazir is a Halacha Lemoshim Sinai. The Afagav de Gila Onas Nedarim, Madoleva Azil, Adamaisi Shte Saros. And maybe again, Rebbe holds that essentially, even though one could make a logical argument that a father should only be able to do this until the son reaches the age of Nedar maturity, but Allah Lemoshim Sinai says, no, he could do it until physical maturity. Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, the Amr Achegila Onas Nedarim, Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, who holds that a father can make his son into a Nedar only until the age of Nedar maturity, Savar Kedei Lechan Choba Mitzvah, holds, like Rish Lakish, that a father's ability to make his son into a Nazir is a din in Chinuch, is a din in Chinuch, 
And ultimately, again, once the son leaves his father's domain in terms of Nadarim, i.e. he reaches Nadar maturity, at that point in time, again, the father no longer has the ability to make this Nadar on behalf of his son. So I was like, this is what the Gemara wants. The Gemara wants to frame the Machokes between Rabbi and Rabbi Yossi, like the Machokes Rabbi Yochanan Yishlakish. Rabbi holds that a father has the ability to make his son until the age of physical maturity holds like Rabbi Yochanan, that's Allah Chalam Hashem Sinai. Rabbi Yossi holds that a father has the ability to make his son until the age of Nadar maturity ultimately holds like Rish Lakish. Rish Lakish says, Amri Lo. No, no, no. Dechuli al-Mahalachi ibn Azir. We will say it's quite possible that between Rabbi and Rabbi Yossi, both of them hold that Allah Chalamaisa, the ability of a father to make his son into an Azir, is the Allah Chalamosh Misinai. Now watch this. Vahaka b'mufla samoch liyish kamiflagi. So I will say, ultimately, again, their machlokes is in the case of a mufla samoch liyish. I will say, which means a boy who has not reached the age of physical maturity, but has reached the age of neder maturity. So he understands nedarim. He understands the impact of his nedarim. So I would say, watch this. Rebbe Sabar Mufla Samochlish Drabanon. Rebbe holds that Mufla Samochlish ultimately again is a Drabanon. Is a Drabanon. And therefore, what? And ultimately, I will say, t- take a quick look. Take a quick look at Rashi for just a moment on the left-hand side. Rashi, Rabbi Sarah Mufla Samachlish Nidrabanu, the Bolkin S Nidarov, Im Yodin Limi Nadar, Shemekaimas Tvarov. So we'll say now watch this. Watch this. When you have a child, right? You have a child. So we'll say it's actually a very interesting case. So a boy who's twelve years old, meaning he's entered into his thirteenth year. So we'll say so this is the age when Chazal said he may really understand Nidarim. So what do you do for a boy like this? What do you do for a boy like this? So Rebbe holds, Rebbe holds, that what we do is, Midra Banan, we test him. We try to see, listen, kid, do you know what Nidarim are? Do you understand the dynamic of Nidarim or not? The Bolkin es Nidarav, im yodin Nadar, We check him. Do you understand when you made an edder, what the impact of that is? Do you know who you're making an edder to? V'hilchach. Now watch this, watch this. So Rebbe holds, Rebbe holds, that in reality, Rebbe say, in reality, when does a father have control of his son until? Until the son exhibits signs of physical maturation. We say that a son is in charge ultimately of his nadaram as of when? From the time that he reaches neder maturity, right? No, no, right. So we'll say we'll call that the thirteenth year. So Rebbe holds like this: We have Allah Moshe that says that the father could be madir as son as a nazir. So therefore, the da'oraisa of the Allah Moshe trumps the drabanon, and therefore a father could even do this up until the age of physical maturation. We read that inside once more. Rebbe savar mufla samochlish drabanon va'asyed da'oraisa v'dachyed drabanon. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yudas, Sabar, Mufla, Samach, Leish, Darais. As well as you know what we're going to do, actually, we're going to stop over here for today. We're going to pick up, with a longer Amadala from Sarah. We're going to pick up here, Mir Sashem, with this Machlokes tomorrow. I want to rush this. So I will say, so just understand now, what we're trying to do is say that the Machlokes, Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish, is in fact an Isr, is, uh, sorry, a Machlokes Tanoim, Rabbi and Rabbi Yossi. And I will say, now what we're going to say is that, no, in this, in this iteration, we're saying no, everyone is going to agree, both meaning Rebbe and Rabbi Yossi, 
that it is a that is a halachala Moshe Misinai, how their respective shitos align in Mirat Hashem to be Kitir Trose. Shkoyach, what a daft. Shkoyach, shkoyach.